Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. going on guys it's puppy season it's puppy two it's puppy two time so if they did it underdog dropped the puppy two so i figure what the hell let's let's get in let's get let's draft so we end up doing on these shows more often than not i'm I'm trying to get everything up and running with the site and with the discord and and all of that and so instead of doing kind of some of the regular episodes of the podcast, you know, my different rambling thoughts. Here, let's just do some drafts. The puppy is going to fill so, so fast that might as well start hammering some of these drafts up, right? Let me share the link to the stream in the discord and, and whatnot. And get rolling. Let me get that going. All right. We are ready to rock and roll. So, been chatting it up with all you guys all day in the Discord. I've been trying to hammer as many as many of these puppy drafts as I can. As I as it as it seems, you guys also have. I like that idea, Harbs. I like that idea. Let me share my screen. I totally, I totally get this. I think Leone said that this morning. I watched Overset and Leone on Pete's uh, Monday streams, and uh, that's what Leone said he was going to do. That it's like kind of an interesting strategy. I was thinking about that with DraftKings, with. Uh, Everybody is now running back over to the puppy. Like everybody that we know in this space, right? All the crazy sickos, all the sharp drafters or whatever are hammering, are are hammering as much in this puppy because we know what happened in puppy one. Like puppy one filled in a, you know, like less than two weeks. It was like 10 days or something like that. And this is double the size. But like, look at this. 6% filled. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like 10% full today, full today. It dropped at lunch. Dropped at lunchtime today, and it's going to fill 
Absolutely not, Josh. I mean, I'm out. I'm out on the puppy two if you have to draft six running backs. You'd be proud, though. I have drafted a – hold on. I'll even pull pull up how many uh, I've done already today. Where are we at here? Puppy two. So so we're seven teams seven teams in into the puppy two today. It's just – I've just been literally – since the moment it, the moment it dropped, I've been nonstop, nonstop drafting, and you'd be proud. I have – I've been drafting a lot. This is also funny. I've drafted – out of those seven teams, it's a lot of zero, maybe four or five zero RB teams. I'll talk about some of the reason why I'm doing that. Um, and I have drafted Damian Harris on some of those too. So I'm making the under the my, my good friends at Underdog proud. Um, so yeah, I'm seven in. And what? How many? What are we like? Five hours. Five hours of uh, the puppy being being open. And uh, and drafting, let's draft the puppy. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get this thing rolling. These things fill so damn fast. It's absolutely outrageous. Let's see how many spots we got. Six people. But yeah, to 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 your point, Josh. I've been. I I feel like I'm betraying the people, but I've been drafting a little bit more six running backs and I'll maybe get into a little bit of why, see how this draft plays out. Um, but I, the, the, the wide receiver ADP is still, is still similar to what it was, you know, when we had that insane run during the puppy and during best ball mania two, when ship chasing shut down the whole industry, but it's a little better. It's a little bit better. It's moved back a little bit and running backs have come up a little bit. Um, but we have a little different nuance, I think, going on right now for just kind of some of the, like, there's there's some, the tiers are a little bit different. There's drop-offs in a little bit different spots. You know, you have the Packers stuff, which has totally shifted everything. You know, Aaron Jones goes earlier. Devontae goes earlier. Um, we lost Michael Thomas, you know, that kind of stuff that has changed. The Colts are plummeting. So there's, it's been a, it's, a, it's actually fairly different. Market, uh, you know, Eagles are going, are falling, right? Guys are getting hurt. Devonta Smith is hurt. Um, there's been so much that has that that has changed. It has led me to even more zero RB, definitely more hero. I've, I've played around a little bit with um, some different structures, but I, I just keep falling back on man. Some of these zero RB or at least like anchor hero RB teams is going on here. Let's refresh. It's telling me that I'm on the clock. Yeah, I was, I don't know. I, I don't know if that was my internet. Kind of make sure to cue this up here. Do I want to go Kelsey? Wow. Devonte 103. I'm actually going to take Tyreek here. Um, Yes. So I got this going up on the Spike Week. We finally got the Spike Week YouTube page up and running. Been for anybody that's been watching, we've been going, uh, we've been been streaming on the Roto Grinders feed. Got everything up and running with the Spike Week stuff. So this is obviously, as you're watching, on the Spike Week YouTube page, and everything will be on the Spike Spike Week YouTube page moving forward. Um, 
so I'm excited about that. If you would like and subscribe to the page as every streamer of all time pumps out there, that would be awesome. If you are not subscribed to Spike Week, you can go to spikeweek.com and sign up and you can get access to the Discord. It's insane. If you're in the Discord already, you can feel it. If you're not, it's not it's nonstop, round the clock since it started. We we I opened it yesterday afternoon. So we're like a little over 24 hours, we're like 26 hours into the Discord being open. And ever since it dropped, it has been around the clock best ball talk. It's amazing. You guys are awesome. Um so like I said, I've been drafting the puppy ever ever since it dropped, and it has felt a little a little bit different. This is fairly similar to I feel like what we see. Where you're seeing, you know, we even got like see Eckler going in the second round now, JT going in the second round, obviously JT because of the Wentz stuff, but Eckler falling because there's been some reports on on you know just like his goal line role, right? What they said that. Uh, he Eckler is going to be the guy that leads us down the field, but Josh Kelly and Larry Roundtree are going to be the guys that uh, you know take us home at the goal line or whatever they whatever they said. Which that was probably the assumption already, but it is has been kind of funny to see Eckler to see Eckler fall a little bit. And we're gonna stick with the old wide receiver focus here with AJ Brown. We'll see what we can what we can make happen at the turn here. I've been I've, I've been such a huge proponent of Kelsey for so much of the draft season, but I've been trying to take a little bit of those first round wide receivers a little bit more. Tyreek Diggs and even Devontae. The other thing about the puppy, Devontae is the per- perfect kind of starting point on that. Is that we have like. We have to take into account the fact that this this draft, having just launched today, doesn't have to deal with the stuff that Best Ball Mania 2 has to, or even like the original puppy had to deal with, with people getting Devante, people getting this is this is this is shaping up well. I'll take Amari. This is not teams don't have eleventh or twelfth round Daryl Henderson. Teams don't have late second, early third, Devontae Adams, late second, early third, Aaron Jones, 13th round, Aaron Rodgers, like that stuff doesn't exist. Right. And so I, I, but the ADPs, you know, they've obviously risen. Like we saw Devontae go really early. Devontae goes early. Jones has gotten bumped up and stuff, but we haven't seen everything totally flesh itself out because the ADPs are still from, um, yeah, let me do that. I will show the board. The ADPs are still from, before, you know, before this puppy launched and this tournament is so different, at least right now, you know, and we're going to see that guys are going to get hurt while the, while the puppy's going and things are going to shift, but I'm kind of trying to hammer some of this right now to take advantage of where the ADPs are, you know, relative to what I think that they're going to be um, in a week. I mean, this thing might fill in a week and a half, but relative to where they're going to be at the end of this, when people are hammering the last, 10, 15, 20% of the entries into the puppy too. And I want to give away all the goods 
because I'm sure some of you guys are. I'm, yeah, Mix, Mixon's kind of fell. I don't, I don't know, Hearts. I don't know if you've been drafting. Um, Mixon seems to be the guy that people are. So, like, some of those backs are getting pushed down a little bit. Like I said, Eckler and JT. And it, I understand um, mostly why some of those guys are getting pushed down. Aaron Jones is getting pushed up. Um, Mixon is kind of more like a little bit closer to the end of the second round where he was oftentimes maybe closer to the one-two turn, uh, which is not huge deal, but now he, he's also like, he's in closer to Najee. I feel like than he, than he is Eckler and JT. And I'm not sure that that was always the case. So there's just been like really small little contextual differences um, between, between the two. Oh yeah. Um, fair, fair question, Zach. I, I'm, I'm, I prefer the Cowboys guys. Amari and CD. I do like Allen Robinson. He he comes after those guys, after CD and Amari. For me, just my personal personal preference. I'm trying to get as much Cowboys exposure. I do, like I said, I do like Allen Robinson. I actually draft a decent clip of of Allen Robinson. I like Allen Robinson setting you up for Justin Field stacks. I am semi bullish on the Bears offense overall with with Justin Fields. I just prefer. Um, the Cowboys. I'm trying to make bets on the Cowboys offense, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't slide anyone. I I think CD is a f- is a fairly significant, um, you know, a, a fairly much higher you know probability bet in terms of winning you a league than Allen Robinson is. But if you want Amari versus Allen Robinson, if you if you prefer a Rob, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. All right, Julio T. Let's take a look and see what we got left here. So this is, this is where I start to, we're going to lose a wide receiver tier. So I'm going to take Jamar Chase. Oops. See, this is interesting, Jack. I, I, I kind of like Kittle over Waller, but I also understand why someone would like Waller over Kittle. To your point, though, Waller has gone ahead of Kittle for a long, long time, and for a while he's going like fairly significantly ahead of uh, of Kittle. So it is kind of interesting to see. Maybe it's just this, the people in here. Maybe I got a lot of the people that are in the Discord in here because I'm I'm on Kittle over Waller. Oh. Let's see here. Oh yeah, Pitts went. So I like I like trying to see if you can press your luck on Pitts. That's kind of why another reason why I take a little bit uh, of a less aggressive approach on. Uh... All right, so this is the. Here, uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and and spoil it. Spoil my. Uh, my reason for why I'm really, really heavy, like zero RB ish, is because I'm really high on Henderson right now in the puppy specifically. I think, and if you're in the Discord, we've been talking about it. I was just talking about it before this a little bit with some people, Ken, and some other folks. And Henderson, I'm trying to buy Henderson right now, about as much Henderson as I can get in, like I said, in the puppy too, specifically, because his ADP is where it is 
because we had in Best Ball Mania 2 people getting and and I guess I can't even remember when Acres went down if it was during the original puppy, but in Best Ball Mania 2, people didn't want to smartly didn't want to buy Henderson at where he should probably be going. I think he's a second slash third round back, but you know, at worst, let's call him fourth round. He is definitely not worse than Mike Davis and Josh Jacobs and, and Chris Carson and, and all of that. I think he's way higher. Somebody brought up the, the blitz projections, not to give away Cardi's goods, have him as the RB 12. And that's what the, I think he's in that, that second round mix, wherever you want to put him in there, but he's going in the fifth round, sometimes sixth. I think the first draft I did today, I got him early sixth. And I think that's egregious. <laughs> I think that's truly egregious. In Best Ball Mania 2, I'm not going out of my way to draft him. I flip-flop a little bit on is it okay to take him in the sixth, but I don't think we're going to get him in the sixth anymore moving forward. Um, but in the puppy, right, I don't have to deal with the 11th and 12th round Henderson teams. We're all drafting in this current ADP environment. And I think Henderson in the first X amount of rounds is so far and away the best value. Like I said, I think he's in that, you know, almost second, let's call it second round tier. And I can get him in the, in the fifth. And so I can hammer these wide receivers, right? I can hammer Tyreek, AJ Brown, Amari and Jamar Chase, and then get a guy that I think is a second round pick in the fifth round. And so like, I technically reached a little bit by ADP, right? But like, I like him over those other guys, and I don't think he's going to fall to 6'8". And so I'm just trying to take advantage of that as much as I can right now, early on. And I know I'm saying this, and we're all, everybody's – if anyone that agrees with me, uh, other people much smarter than me might agree, and we're all going to drive his ADP up, but that's okay. That's the, that's the cost of – that's the cost of doing content. But I, I want to get these teams, like, almost as much as possible as I can, where, like, this would be – like, what's the difference between taking Mixon as your anchor, you know, replace A.J. Brown with Mixon and then put a fifth wide receiver of, of you know, a wide receiver from the fifth round, Ayuk or Claypool or whatever. And doing that, like, I just want the Henderson side. Like, it's not even close. Excuse me. So, like, th- that was another reason why I probably wanted to do this is I'm just like, I'm trying to jam Henderson teams in the, in the puppy too. All right. So, Oh, and Dak falls. Jeez guys. Don't make it so easy. Don't make it so easy. I mean, this is just beautiful. Could have maybe taken Kelsey, I guess, but I like to leave, like I said, I like to leave, like if it was a super wide receiver heavy room, I like to leave options open for Kittle instead of of Kelsey or or Pitts instead of Kelsey or Andrews or Hawkinson. I like to keep those options open instead of of Kelsey, which is not something I said. Um, which is not something I said all that all that long ago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the winner. You can shut it down, Josh. Tell the boys behind the scenes we got the winner. It's over. I check. I'll send you my. I'll DM you my address. <clears throat> I want a big check, one of the big ones. I'll take a picture. You can post it on the website. 
But I mean, look, like, say whatever you want about these exact picks, right? Allen Robinson versus a, versus Amari Cooper. I will stone lock. I will screw this up. It's a lock. But like, you can get these starts. It's not just me. I'm not the only person, but you can get these starts. And that's, like I said, this is my eighth puppy. I'm trying to jam these starts as much as I can because they're not, whether I talked about this or not, the market is smart enough. There's There's a lot of other, like I've been talking to people. I wasn't even the first person to bring it up in the Discord. It was like the first thing that multiple members did. Like, oh, I wonder what Henderson, I wonder where Henderson is going to go in this now. Definitely. After, I know, Josh, you're not on Hawkinson. I'm not really on Hawkinson either, but I think we can at least, you know, talk about Hawkinson's upside. Yeah, see, now the wide receivers start to, now it starts to get gross. Double check tight end. Yeah, Goddard. None of the backs are left. It's definitely Will Fuller here. Definitely Will Fuller. But the the tight end thing, it really is. Like you can dream about fans, I guess. You know, I know some people like Logan Thomas, you know, with that offense improving, even though the volume is likely to decrease. There's, right, there's, there's, there's these guys. And they do feel, you're paying a premium for what feels like a little bit higher level of comfort, but I'm not, I'm not certain that their Hawkins Hawkinson is probably a little bit better bet, but like Goddard and Higby, why are they different than the new England Titans? Why are they even different than Cole Komet and Anthony Ferkser? They're different for sure. But like, why are they're not 10 rounds different? Eight rounds different. I don't think so. At least. So I just don't. I just don't want to. Yeah, exactly. You're you're just paying a premium for comfort. It's not the same thing, but it's like Mahomes. You're paying a third round cost, and I know Harbs. You Harbs mentioned like Mahomes actually went where he should go in this, which which is true. I took Mahomes earlier today for the second time. I've taken I've taken Mahomes because he. I was actually in a you know sharp draft room. I took Tyreek in the first round, um, and took Mahomes in the fifth. But it's the same thing as Mahomes, where Mahomes normally goes with the tight ends, in that they are a comfortable, I can slot them into my starting lineup and I feel good, right? I don't feel good because like, I can't pick between the New England tight ends. I don't feel good about Cole Komet. I don't feel good about Anthony Furkser. I don't feel good about Blake Jarwin. But like, they're not really that different of a bet. Than, than Goddard and Mahomes, we all love Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is not that different of a bet from Josh Allen and Kyler and Dak and Lamar, maybe Russ to a, a, a lesser extent, but you have to pay a multiple round premium and you have to pay a huge premium on the, the opportunity cost of what's available there for you with with those guys. And so I, that's, I feel the exact same way on, on tight end. And yes, subscribe and like. I'll, I'll start pumping this. YouTube page. We just got, I, ju- I just got her, just got her going after vacation and wanted to fire something up on here. All right. Let's see what we got here. The running backs, they are a fallen. The wide receivers are not another perk. 
of wide receiver early, right? Especially in these rooms. I'm even though this is a wide receiver heavy, like I'm, I'm still way out ahead. And if I want to take a, if I want to take a detour for Hunt or Edmonds or Mostert or something here, you know, I have that flexibility to do so. That will make it tough. That will make it tough here. Oh, Michael Carter. Wow. Uh, I think I got to take Hunt here. I don't take a lot of Kareem Hunt. But what I really like about Hunt here is he opens. It opens me up for a pretty strong still four running back structure. So that even though I kind of deviated <clears throat> I got an elite quarterback and I got now two running backs through eight rounds. I can still get volume at wide receiver here in these next few rounds can still volume at, at tight end. But man, wide receiver does get so gross here real fast. Deep state with AJ. AJ Dillon. Let's see here. I'm going to take Corey Davis. Yeah. Keep my late, late second QB options open with Corey Davis. See if one of these. Yeah, I figured Rondale was going to go. That was that's always kind of a tough decision point for me. Is like Elijah, Corey Davis, and Rondale because I really like Rondale, and Rondale makes a lot of sense with Dak and Amari. Um, sorry, let me get the board back going here. It is funny to see some of these, like Mike Davis in the seventh. Miles Gaskin in the seventh, but Sermon in the sixth. So it wasn't like it's a wide receiver room, obviously, but it's not crazy. Javante still goes in the sixth, you know, Jacobs and Carson still in the fifth. Not as crazy as uh, some of the rooms, some of these wide receiver thirsty rooms. I still can't believe how many people are piling into this puppy draft so fast. 6%. Well, that's so crazy. <clears throat> oh boy, I'm the wrong person to ask. I am the wrong person to ask. I will say on this, when I, I mean, I really like Lance with an, with an elite quarterback because it's like a free roll on Lance's, uh, you know, when you have an elite quarterback with Lance, you don't have to worry about his uh, early season potential issues. Good Lord, wide receiver has gotten bad. Um, and now I sat there and trashed Goddard. Okay, Goddard went. That's good. Um, yeah, I mean, Trey Lance is 
my high, it's Trey Lance. So Darrington Evans is my highest owned player. I think, I think Trey Lance is my second highest owned player. Mo Alley Cox. Uh, Debo is up there now. Those are like some of my highest owned players, but Trey Lance is basically, you know, my highest owned player. And so I'm comfortable taking him higher than, than most people are. But I mean, I, I really want to let him fall to me and in structures that make sense. Like I don't have any, I don't have any 49ers, so I'm definitely not forcing him. Um, and I, and I spent, you know, a high value pick on an elite quarterback already. So I'm not, like I said, I'm definitely not forcing him. If he were to fall to me, um, I would be totally cool with that. Mm. This is early, but I'm going to take Cole Beasley. Keep piling on my wide receivers just to make sure I don't get run out of the wide receiver room here. I have my seven, and so now that, that allows me to be pretty flexible, I think. If I want to take an eighth and then, like, really start to soak up. Because, right, you see this already. All the best picks are running backs. All the Look at this. There's not a wide receiver in sight. And so if you start to deviate too much, you start to fall behind. And, like, I was in okay shape having the sixth that I already had. But I really like to press, like, press that advantage. That's how you win. It's taking this advantage, not, not taking the detours too quickly, because then you just ruin the advantage that you had. And there's going to be a massive, you know, the tear break might already start, right? That Terrace Marshall goes. I probably would have taken Terrace. Uh, I really, really, really like Terrace Marshall. So I probably would have taken him at 11-5, but like, you know, he goes. Bingo, right? Race to win, race to win the flex. That's why you press, that's why you press your wide receiver advantage because you're racing to win the flex. Another thing about the racing to win the flex thing that people will argue, like especially on half in half point PPR, is like, oh, running backs are more valuable. And like, sure. But like how I'm structuring my team is it's not like I don't have shots on goal at running back. Right? In theory, Kareem Hunt's giving me my usable weeks for as long as I need him fill this RB2, right? Which I don't even typically ever really care about, like filling the RB2 spot. Pollard goes. Oh, and Lance went. You sons of... Logan Thomas. It's pretty late for Logan Thomas. <laughs> I do kind of like Zach Moss. Let me cue Zach Moss. Versus Logan Thomas. I'm going to take take Zach Moss and really let myself get a 4RB team. And now I can... Re you want to talk about winning the flex. You can really win the flex with like this. This is the thing about hyperfragile that I think people miss is... Hyperfragile doesn't mean... Hyperfragile hyper is a concept. It doesn't mean taking three or four RBs early. You can be you can be fragile with a little bit later RBs. And I think I really like doing that right now, as it like with this Henderson thing. And when you get in a room like this, 
right? So this is like a zero RB thing, but you can turn, you can flip this zero RB thing into a hyper fragile team and get all the benefits of both builds when you are taking advantage of just a mispriced player like like Henderson is, in my opinion, and you're taking advantage of the room that you're in, right? So I know it's going to be a wide receiver heavy room, and I know I have that fifth round crutch of Henderson. And so we know, like, if, if like, and if I'm sure that you all are, but if, like you're listening to, to Mike Leone, right? The, the the win rates and the top X percent uh, rates of teams of hyper fragile teams and zero RB teams are like that's the winners, you know. And and there's like some anchor RB, and so I kind of have all of that mixed in in this one team. So you're getting the best of all of those, all of those, the like the perks of all those structures all together in one team. And that's really what I'm trying to do is blend these things together. Everybody thinks it has to be one way or the other, right? I need to take three running backs early and then I do hyper fragile. If I wait, now I got to take six running backs. You can find ways, you know, and not in every draft, but like this draft played out for me, like Kareem Hunt at 92. I wasn't taking Kareem Hunt, you know, at ADP. And if I didn't get Kareem, if, you know, if I only had Henderson right now, I would be totally fine with that. And then I would be taking more running backs, but you're just letting the, that draft come to you just like this one. And, you know, finding the structure that fits as that draft plays out for you. And I really think you can like have your cake and eat it too. in some of these drafts like this one, where, like I said, you can get the benefits of hyper fragile and you can get the benefits of, of zero RB and you can get the benefits of, you know, we, we talk about with hyper fragile, like the perk is I could just win wide receiver through volume. You can, you can have all of it in certain drafts. It doesn't always play out that way, but you can have all of it. And if I want to get to the, like towards the end of the draft and like the 18th round pick is a running back, take a fifth running back. It's fine. There's no, <laughs> there's no golden rules. You can't break. You're not going to get arrested if you take the fifth running back, but being open and being flexible and taking what the draft gives to you is like, I think it's, Right now, I, th I think there are huge advantages. And maybe a lot of it does center around Henderson. But I think, but I don't even think it has to be Henderson. If you replace Henderson, if you, it, it, I, I agree. And that's, that's the point. Set yourself up through the 12 rounds, right? Here comes the 12th round pick. Set yourself up through those 12 rounds to like, now I got my, I got the, the basis of my team. Then you just start tacking on the little ancillary pieces that fit that team. See, these running backs are going to be funny. This is this is definitely the tough point because I would love to take Trevor Lawrence, but I am going to be a little bit of a of a bi week slave, I think. Kaseki in the twelfth is not bad. Tavius in the 12th is quite beautiful. That's what I'm going to do, actually. And so now I can just jam my tight ends, find the right second quarterback that fits. That's the other thing with tight end, kind of talking to, to Josh's point, is it's not the same as, as like a running back in this room, but like these are going to start to be really good tight end values. And so I like to, I like to, that's the thing, another thing with like the early tight ends. I, I really like the early tight ends. I think it's a huge advantage. That's been said a million times this, this off season. 
um, by lots of people. But it's also an advantage that everybody knows and everybody is like not overlooking, but kind of overlooking, you know, these late round tight ends and the benefits of the late round to getting the late round tight end to hit finding Darren Waller before he's Darren Waller finding last year's Logan Thomas is not only obviously a, a huge thing for your roster, but it's a huge, like what if Travis Kelsey, George Kittle and Darren Waller don't distance themselves so much from right. Somebody just took Irv Smith or from Mike Kosicki or from Cole Komet or from Anthony Ferkser. If you hang in there with those guys and then you get the rest of this loaded roster, right? Elite quarterback, loaded running backs, loaded wide receivers. It's a huge, huge, huge edge. And I think it's tough. It's, it's tough to get a team you love right now with the ADPs as they stand with elite tight end and elite quarterback and, and um, early running back, like even one because wide receiver, as we see here, gets so thin, so fast that it becomes pretty brutal. Let's go Gasecki. I don't even really love Gasecki, but I don't want to be stubborn on, you know, pick 150. And I do have Fuller. And I like the Dolphins, so... And I mean, what are we losing at wide receiver? Prashad Perriman. <clears throat> and even running back, I think it's a huge, We, you know, I'll, whether you like Latavius like me or not, but there's a pretty steep drop after after the, the very, very clear hand, you know, the, the high upside handcuffs here. Like Kenyon, I mean, some people might like Kenyon Drake. I'm not really high on Kenyon Drake. I'm definitely not high on David Johnson. And then you get into the, the next tier of handcuffs and the, pass catchers, which are like, I'm not super excited about. And I'm also not excited about in this build. I have Henderson and I have Hunt and Moss. Moss has standalone value himself too, plus upside. So like I said, this it's just, I'm trying to just stay flexible. I definitely do. I definitely interpret preseason game performances. I'm watching that stuff. Not, not as much performance. I actually think that's where, um, the Marco a lot of times get it wrong. It's like, oh, guy, guy scores a touchdown or guy scores two touchdowns and he shoots up in ADP. But like, it's a lot more about usage, right? A big, uh, perfect example. Uh, if you listen to Davis, Maddock and, and Pat Corrine on Davis's podcast this morning, they're talking about like zero RB guys. But uh, the best example that they talked about perfectly was the Chargers situation. Like I'm really, really trying to get out ahead of like these ambiguous backfields in particular, or like maybe the third wide receiver, maybe a tight end, you know, like the situations that we don't have clarity on who's exactly in what role. And the chargers backfield is like, okay, basically who's the number two guy. Right. And so like, I don't really care if Josh Kelly scores a touchdown, but if he's the guy, you know, when Eckler's not in with the first team, is it Kelly? Is it Josh Jackson? Is it Larry Roundtree? Like I, I'm, I'm, I really think we have to hone in, but it's mostly about those things. Who's, who's in what role 
as opposed to who scored a touchdown or who caught five passes. Damn, Tua. Why would you take Tua? I was really hoping for Tua there. And unstack Tua, of course. <clears throat> but yeah, I'll be following really, really close on preseason. And I think everybody, I think we all should. Now I'm definitely taking my guy Marquez Callaway. I was hammering Marquez Callaway fairly significantly. Got the, so I I I told this to the ship chasing guys that I, you know, I was a big anchor RB zero RB guy for all of draft season, and then Cam Akers goes down, and so I'm like, you know, I'm, and I'm not doing this because he, he got hurt. I hope he's okay, but like thinking, oh baby, I'm gonna have some monster squads, and I ended up having a lot more Cam Akers than I thought that I did. So it ended up being. Net net, it was good for me, like net net good. But I had a little more Cam Akers than I thought, and then I've been really bullish on the Chiefs or the, the excuse me the Colts, and so I lost Wentz, and I lost you know in theory a little bit of upside from you know my Pittman and Mo Ali Cox and stuff. What bye week is Gasicki fourteen? Okay. I'm going to take – I'm still going to take Hunter Henry. Yeah, I had more. I think I, I think I, I was into the double digits with Akers, and I did not expect – I did not expect to have into the double digits with Akers. But early in draft season, um, before I really, really honed in on my strategy, like I'm really bullish on the Rams. Like I have a, I have a – decent amount of Rams, you know, they're not to the Niners level. They're not to the Cowboys level, but like, I'm, I'm, re I'm really, really high on the Rams. And so acres was a, was a guy that I thought, um, you know, had the upside to be, you know, top five pick next year, top three pick top, maybe number two overall uh, next year in that offense. And so, you know, I was obviously taking Henderson too. Um, but you know, I've honed in on my strategy doing a bunch of drafts. And so I, I took a lot, I took more acres than I thought that I, than I thought that I did. Um, so that, that definitely, that definitely hurt me more than I expected it to given, given kind of my draft strategy. Totally agree, Nick. I mean, we, we need, maybe that's what I'll do for my next article. Compare them. I need Madden ratings compared to ADP. And let's find the value. You know, everybody's like trying to find value. That's where that's where that's where the real value is. The running back stuff will be crazy. There's dudes going and like I I just glanced through the Madden ratings and there's like it's it's gross, it's bad. There's some running backs that I love that are like you know 75 overall, uh, you know 70 overall, and then there's these running backs that I hate that are like 88 overall. In men, yeah, no, it's a good question, Jack. So. Um, to oversimplify hyper hyper fragile, it is taking an approach to your running back position. That is what most people would typically call it as like taking four, just four running backs. I think it also applies to just taking three running, three running backs, basically banking on to, a lot of people will say drafting them early, but basically taking a, a, a very small quantity of, of running backs 
typically those that have some sort of early role, you know, I, I, I press it a little bit more, right? Then I, and I pressed it a little bit more with this team, but you have, they have some sort of like role that you can bank on early in the season and just betting on them to stay healthy for the entire year and to be, you know, be good, at least good enough for the entire year so that you don't have to take, uh, you know, any larger quantity of, of running backs. Like, you know, most people would call it uh, this. Man, I really, I really would love to take Cole Komet, but I think I'm supposed to take Jarwin on this team. Let me double, double check at quarterback and stuff. Yeah, we're all right. All right. So we got tight end lockdown with some, with some punts. Uh, but anyway, basically, you know, it was, it was a bit coined by like the ETR guys just crushed it last year. It was such a brilliant, brilliant strategy, but they were taking early running backs. And then you're just banking on those guys score and you're banking on those guys staying healthy the entire season and carrying you at the running back positions. And then you're, you know, being like using such a small quantity of picks on the running back position. It allows you to basically at wide receiver make up for the lack of like true high end firepower that you have at wide receiver with just drafting a ton of wide receivers. Like it's a little more commonplace now to take nine or 10 wide receivers, but that was not the case last year. And so that's why it was so special. It's still powerful, but it was so powerful last year because everybody was taking six or seven running backs and people were only taking six, seven, eight wide receivers. So when you only took four running backs and when they stayed healthy, you had all these extra wide receivers to just kind of fill in the gaps at wide receiver for you, even though those guys like weren't as good, right? You were, you needed some weeks here and there from these late round wide receivers to fill in. Uh, but it's a, it's a powerful strategy. And so I, like I said, especially in this team, you know, we'll see if I take a fifth, we'll kind of just see what the room gives me it, right now. It looks like it's definitely going to be giving me uh, late round running backs, but um, I think my preference on this, on this strategy is kind of pushing pushing it a little bit further this year just because of what we're seeing with the wide receiver ADPs. All right. Do I have no I have to take sequels. Yeah. Cut. See, old me, the, the Zach Wilson versus Sam Darnold thing is actually really funny because old me would be really stubborn. <clears throat> Two years ago, I would have never taken Zach Wilson, even though he, he that's what you're supposed to do on this team. You're supposed to take Zach Wilson when you have Corey Davis. You're not supposed to say, take Sam Darnold when you don't have any of his pass catchers in this team, even though I prefer Sam Darnold to, to Zach Wilson. <clears throat> But I like I like this team. Yeah, Josh, I'll DM you my address. This is top five at least. So whatever that is, you can just put maybe maybe put somewhere in the top five or top ten money in my account, and then I'll take the rest if we you know if we get to first, I'll take the rest in week seventeen. 
yeah so now so now like i said what i like about this is now you get to this point in the draft and kind of like josh was saying earlier is that you don't like my team was done through basically 12 rounds right i didn't have a tight end but i knew that then i was just going to make up for tight end with volume in those last those last x amount of rounds and now you get to seven, you know, I know I obviously I needed a quarterback in 17, but you get to this like 17, 18, even 16 sometimes. And it's just like, just take what the room gives you. You don't have to be that stubborn on structure when you've, when you've built yourself up to be flexible. You know, if you took four early running backs in a hyper fragile team, like you don't have flexibility. You can't be taking a fifth. You have to take a wide receiver. But in this, it's like, I have a team where four running backs make sense, but also uh, you know, if if there's a running back here that I prefer over the wide receivers, which is pr- probably true given what we've seen in this room, especially because Keelan Cole's gone, I would I probably would have taken Keelan Cole to tack on to uh, this stack. And if I didn't have Jarwin, I would consider Cedric Wilson, but uh, which is like one of my new flavors in the 18th, and Overzet had to go and blow up my spot. Blowing up my spot earlier today. Let's take a look here. I, I got to take a running back. It's either P. Ryan. Yeah, I have Tyreek, so P. Ryan works. Yeah. Yep. It's P. Ryan. If Mixon's hurting, fantasy playoffs it's, it's gonna be a beautiful thing for me so maybe you can hold off on the money until we know if derrick henry and joe mixon are hurt in the playoffs then we'll be winning but you see like this is the structure that that i like and we i like to joke about uh i like to joke about wide receivers but like you know i took i took eight and i think that's okay when you take three in the first three, you know, four in the first four rounds. It's kind of like we, t- we always talk about it with, with running backs, but like I've assumed that Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown, Amari Cooper, Jamar Chase are smashes. So let's, uh, let's use that. Right. I was right about them. So let's use that to our advantage. It's not just with running backs or not just with quarterbacks or not just with tight ends that we want to use that, use that to our advantage. Uh, where's the board board. Let's take a look really quick. Who's in here? I know Deep State is, which, what a name, dude. Jeez. Okay. Where are we at with the fifth round Mahomes team? It's so that's a fun, it's funny that you bring that up, Alex, because that's, it's, that's like the cheapest Mahomes team I've ever seen. <clears throat> Or one of, I think I got a little bit cheaper earlier today, but you you get my point. I did I did know that Harps. I'll get to that in a second. Um, it's like you know you have this back and forth with yourself that is like this is the cheapest I'm ever going to get Mahomes. So do I take take Mahomes? But you don't have Kelsey or or Tyreek, and so it's like if Mahomes is really going to be the optimal quarterback, especially like it's a pretty condensed offense. Right. And I don't know if you got Hardman. Yeah. And like you didn't get Hardman. 
you know, and I would have tried, I, I would have tried to tack on at least like Robinson or uh, Pringle or yeah, Powell or McKinnon, or I would have tried to tack on somebody probably, but you get my point. It's like, you think you're getting this value with Mahomes, but it's like, you're probably giving up that value of his ADP, you know, that the ADP value that you gained in the fact that you don't have the correlation, he's, you're still spending a fifth round pick on a quarterback. And so not having his, con, like one of his condensed super high upside options, it's like, there's still probably going to be other people, even if other people took Mahomes in the fourth, but they have Tyreek or Kelsey or God forbid both, right? Like you're probably still not beating the, the, those guys. So to your point, yeah, I think, uh, Hold on. Let me do Sorry. I lost my, lost my place. Yeah. I mean, awesome start. Devonte Jefferson, Waller, Thielen, set yourself up for that. You take Henderson right there. You're cooking. I mean, it's a pretty, this is pretty good. Pretty good. Zero RB team. Edmonds, Rojo, Pollard. Oh yeah. Madison. Oh, you, oh, you did take McKinnon. My fault. Um, but yeah, not bad. I would, I would 2v, I would do it. I would have had a 2v2, just like you said. Henderson and whatever other, um, I assume you probably got cousins. No, unless you got sniped on cousins. So like that, some kind of two V two that has cousins. Sniper Harves, where are you at here? Ah, Kelsey there's pretty good. A lot of times he, he's been going, these, everybody's catching on to the, to the Kelsey Gibson, you know me, I love that. Woods, Julio, Carson, and you know I hate Carson, so I won't even comment. Carson and Mike Davis, although Mike Davis in the seventh is pretty nice. Russ, I mean, you got sick, sick value on like all these dudes. Marvin Trake kept pounding, yeah. Everett, Freddie Swain, baby. Backdoor stack season. Nico, I love Nico. Tweeted today. I'm, I'm getting on. I'm going to be getting on some Anthony Miller though. I have a lot of Nico, and so I'm going to balance it out with some Anthony Miller. I was originally balancing out with a little bit of Kiki, cutie, but I want to get some some Anthony Miller. Ant, what do we got? Ant, Diggs. You know I love that Chubb. I'm not a big Chubb guy, but I get it. Godwin, Dobbins also not a huge guy. Dobbins guy, but four, fourth round Dobbins is okay. Allen stack is nice. Yeah, I I agree. What did it, what did Carroll say about Eskridge? We hope he'll be back for a couple of preseason games or something like that. That's fucking terrifying. I have a good clip of Eskridge. Now you got a rookie. Well, I wasn't even like <laughs> nobody's excited really about Dwayne Eskridge. It's just the role that he has potential to be in. And now he's going to miss all this time. That doesn't, that doesn't feel very good. Yeah. Um, I will say on, on all of these early round backs, like I don't really take Chubb, Chubb either, but I don't think it's bad to, to, yeah. When you get a fine price on one of the guys, especially right now where there, it's, it's even more ambiguous amongst all those top running backs, like, who is really to say, right? We get negative reports on Eckler. You have the Wentz issue with JT, right? I love Gibson and, and, and CEH, obviously. Um, you know, whether you like Mixon or not, like 
I don't, I don't think it's bad to uh, mix in some of the guys that eat like, and like, like what if hunt goes down? Who's to say that Chubb doesn't become a league winner. Like we're not, we don't think that that, that that's going to happen, but I don't think we should be overconfident. All these guys are, Chubb is a really good football player. I don't think we should be overconfident. So if you know, the price is right and you want to mix it up. I think that's, I think that's totally fine. And yeah. And Pete Carroll is like, <laughs> Mr. Hype, right? Gerald Everett is a breakout and Russ, the greatest quarterback of all time. And Chris Carson is the greatest running back of all time. And, and, you know, DK Metcalf is a second coming of Christ. Uh, you know, he hyped, everybody is awesome. And then he's like, <laughs> not very positive about Eskridge. So that's a little, that's a little terrifying. Um, but there, I, so my only concern, Ant, would would be. Hold on, let me double check. Did you did you pot tack on it? You, I mean, you know, I love. Well, you know, I love Darrington, and I actually don't mind Penny now that some of the reports that we're getting are really positive on on Penny. But what's this? Chubb, Dobbins, Annie, take Gaskin. So that what's that? That three. Okay, so you, I thought you took six at first. I still would probably stop at four. I would probably stop at four when you take Chubb and Dobbins and Gaskin. I would probably stop at four. But like I also get, you know, I was the one sitting here saying like, oh, it's probably going to be a running back late in this draft. That's the best pick. So you might've gotten backed into a little bit, but I think I would probably try to stop at four if possible on that team. All right. Um, That'll, that'll wrap it up. It's time for me to go cook some dinner. But thanks, guys. Uh, back tomorrow, not with a live draft. Not with a live draft this time. Um, Going to get back into the full swing of things content-wise. And I'm gonna you'll see me in both the Discord the rest of this night. If you have not joined the Discord, spikeweek.com. Just click that link. You'll get an email to get access to the Discord. Like I said earlier, it's absolutely nuts. You guys are amazing. It's nonstop around the clock talk and I will be streaming on this channel moving forward. So please like and subscribe to the Spike Week YouTube channel. Other than that, you guys have a great week. Catch y'all later.